The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> OffTheRecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Hi, I'm Mark. This is a Sunday edition. Uh, we are without Brian this week. We'll get into that in a moment, but uh, we continue on, you know? Yeah, we, we forge do. ahead. We forge ahead. Thank you. We are um, strong. Santa Cruz strong. Or wait, DWA strong? DWA strong. DWA strong. Yeah, because Bay Area okay. is too, it's over here, right? You're not even part of Bay Area either, so that doesn't work. Yeah, mm. exactly. NorCal strong. We're yeah. part of a different, <laughs> we're part of a different Bay. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm more into the state of Jefferson, personally. Uh, uh, is that north of Sacramento? Yeah, north and uh, some of the foothills, mm-hmm. I think, represent and there's also, the Sierra. Isn't it Cascadia, too, or Cascadia, mm-hmm. something? Another sure. Another, uh, yep, exactly. Uh, another separationist yeah. movement. And for the people who don't know what the hell we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, Northern California is trying to split away from Southern California or mid to well, central to Southern. The idea, <laughs> yeah, the idea being is that California could be broken up into like five states and state of Jefferson would be just, you know, those salt of the earth, uh, cabin loving people. So no, it's like a lot, a lot of math, right? Production and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to pay for the bills somehow, Lane. Yeah. You know, pay for the mm-hmm. militias somehow. The militias. Yeah, that's weird. That if they'd split it up that much, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, like Silicon Valley was going to be a state. <laughs> the state of Silicon Valley. They just put a bubble around it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. it's like a dome, dude. It's like biodome. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I mean, we would, we would yeah. be in good shape right now with the air, dude. It's true. Filter. I know. Yeah. I That's thought true. about that, dude. I was like, we need to create a bubble, dude. I was thinking about <laughs> firefighting technology, dude. Where is that? Like, why have we not progressed in that? On that I was front, joking, dude. dude. I was joking about that. I'm like, every four years, I, um, revert back to a soccer expert when world cup comes around yeah and exactly. you know this pandemic came along and now i'm a virus expert yeah, and now, yeah like day one of the fire i'm like rethinking how they do water drops and stuff oh yeah and i'm like, like dude, someone hasn't thought of that yeah where's this little like micro pill that i could just like drop in a forest and it covers fucking 100, Whoa, 100 acres you're like you're 100 years in the future well, I'm, well, talking, I'm talking like elon musk rather than fucking Doing whatever he's doing, why doesn't he put his money? I here? know. I got. I got an idea, but I'll let Art. Well, I mean, uh, Art looks everyone like freaks outside. out about the chemtrails and manipulating weather patterns. Like, where are they? Like, let, let's fucking dude. They seed clouds let's like seed in Qatar some clouds for right soccer here. games. Seed the shit right? out of the clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's my idea. We have the the biggest military in the world and tons and tons and tons of cargo planes that just take tanks and helicopters to Afghanistan or wherever needed. What if you made like a a water 
water tank, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And maybe it has some foam inside so the water doesn't slosh around too much. But these water tank modules that you just load in the back of a C5 Galaxy. And then instead of how they open up the back of it so guys can jump out and parachute into a war zone, they just open the back and then dump all the water. And then you just have like 50 of those jets going nonstop over the the hottest spot. And I know they were saying air or air support wasn't working because the the redwood trees are so thick that the water doesn't get to the ground. But I've walked through redwood forest after a rain. It's wet everywhere. Like you would just keep blasting it over and over. And then the plane would go back, land, get a new water tank module installed, go back and just hammer it, like make a monsoon. So what are, how much um, can they carry I want to know though? what the operating costs of a C5 galaxy are. I think that the answer well, lies there. <laughs> of course it's insane, but we have the technology to, you know, uh, fight dictators in uh, across the world for no real, real reason. And then we have like a threat right next to uh, people's houses and infrastructure. And yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. just like, well, over here. Nobody cares. About I just think there's here. a better solution than water. Oh, well, retard fire retardant could be there too. Your, your so audio. Lane, got a quiet uh, how about, uh, like oh, really? we, we, we build amazing bombs. That's where I thought you were going, right? With the military. Aspect. Yeah, exactly. What about a water a bomb, bomb that, or a fucking fire a, retardant a bomb, bomb that or... explodes with <laughs> retardant and, uh, it's, and you get retarded. Yeah, there you go. In here. You, you yeah, slow there's down. something to it. There's something there. I mean, yeah. water, I just thought, you know, they're, they're taking, so this is what happened there. The fire started in Santa Cruz. People are listening may not have realized that, but there's huge fire north of Santa Cruz and they didn't do anything in the air over it for a few days because the smoke was just going straight up and out. It wasn't, there was no wind to push yeah, there was it no vi- Visibility was, visibility no. was terrible. But then when they started doing the water drops, it's the classic helicopter with a bucket. Yeah, with a bag. And like, yeah, and you're like, really? It's <laughs> yeah, the year 2020? It looks so weak, dude. You see it like flying up, you're like, what's that little balloon going to do, dude? And then they got to go all the way back. They were going to Lexington Reservoir and then going all the way yeah. back into the mountains and dropping it and going back. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. I mean, a C5 Galaxy is the, one of the biggest planes in the sky, and they can carry fucking tanks and helicopters inside of the plane. You yeah. think that's a lot of water. Well, I bet you I mean, it takes the same amount of time for a C5 Galaxy to, to turn around. Or maybe, and probably maybe a few times. I think the helicopter can go to that water reservoir three times in the time that the C5 Galaxy turns around because it's so big. Oh, they can so go there fast. and back. Yeah, but, but dude, so, that's a thimble compared to a C5 Galaxy. Yeah, I don't know, full I mean, yeah, water. We, we need to see the math. It all, it's all about, yeah, it's a numbers game, right? I feel you though. And I, a I'm galaxy just, has to have like space to take off and everything and has to be well, have runway yeah, time. I mean, I'm like, saying it would come, it would be coming from, yeah, somewhere Moffett base. Field. Yeah. Moffett Field. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have water modules ready to go. Why don't they we just go? In. Why don't we just go C one thirty on this, Wham? Why do you got to go full C five? I mean, I was we, just going got... fucking the biggest baddest. <laughs> he wants thing to we hold have. the most water. We got. We yeah, can, yeah, I want right. the most. I want a fucking rainstorm over that fire for See, yeah, an put, hour. Put the magic crystals in the sky. That's what we need, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine too. Do both. You have a high elevation magic crystal scenario, and you have a low elevation C five galaxy. Dude, yeah. you're fucking golden. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just the money that we spend on all this other stuff. Like, I heard, uh, was it, tr- is it true that Trump said that we just need to like get out our rakes? Rake yeah. the forest, Cal- dude. Yeah. If Californians need to get Rake out their the rakes. Rake the forest, man. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> By the, and I mean, the terrain that we're talking about in order to clear, quote unquote, clear that out is so, impossible. Yeah. It would take so many man hours and 
it just wouldn't happen. I mean, the Dude, fact just to clear an acre like in that terrain is like, yeah. And say you can't even get get in a lot of these places with vehicles and stuff. It's like no, crazy. but I mean, the fact of the matter We're, is that like you know, this is nature taking its course. Unfortunately, we're in the yeah. wrong place, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. you just have to, you know, it just, yeah, of course it's like very difficult to get to. And like, this is stuff that happens naturally, but like, unfortunately, you know, like we just have to prepare ourselves better and ultimately have better tools to fight this stuff, to mitigate it. Right. Cause like, or to limit it. Cause like right now the growth is massive. It's crazy how so many converged and became one massive fire too, which is a whole other fucking, yeah. Mess. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's also getting back to global warming and, um, Right now, during the pandemic, every restaurant I go to is like using plastic forks and plastic not like plates and plastic more more you know, one time like use stuff. And we're not allowed to use uh paper bag like reusable bags at stores. And I think they're um, getting better about that. But yeah, uh, the yeah. surface stuff has gotten better. But I had I did see somewhere that they were allowing uh, reusable bags again uh, okay. for shopping. Yeah, because but it's yeah, I mean you you touched on it briefly the global warming thing and. These, this lightning storm that came through is remnants of a hurricane that was off the coast of Mexico. And it happens. We do get these like weird tropical kind of storms that will fizzle out and they're not anything serious usually, but this one was, uh, really dry and lightning struck. And then this past weekend during the fire, there was another one that did the same thing, uh, hurricane Genevieve that just fizzled out, but its remnants kind of came through and that I think is going to get more common. And I wouldn't be surprised that. In our lifetime, there'll be, you know, the stars will align where there's going to be a warm ocean current and a tropical storm. And it's it'll hit like San Diego proper. I could even see a hurricane in L.A. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good movie. So I don't think this is a I was I scared of um, Sharknadoes, actually. Oh, there you no, go. this is Hurricane in L.A. Yeah. This is, this is a By the way, one. we've, we've alienated I mean, half of our audience right now for even acknowledging that global warming exists. So just wanted to leave. Well, no, I don't, I'm not even saying that it's human <laughs> I, I related. Not half our audience did. <laughs> I'm not even saying, I'm not going to argue anyone that it's human related, although it's hard to deny that. But um, I think the bottom line is the earth is warming, whether we like it or not. And uh, that is means that things like this happen a dry lightning strike in the santa cruz mountains starting fucking five fires some of these areas have never burned yeah, at yeah, least definitely. since humans have been around so oh. it that's right there is like okay this has never happened before and if you live in a densely populated area along uh places that can catch on fire um this could happen Good <laughs> so luck. Yeah. i mean i live i didn't have to evacuate but my house is part of like in santa cruz county there's areas of the city that are considered like high risk for fire. And my house backs up to one of these areas. It's a golf course with big eucalyptus trees and a ton of underbrush and old, you know, grass and stuff. And it's, it's on the list where they came by and told people, you know, if, if there's another lightning strike, you guys have to be ready to, to get out. And so, you know, you have to be ready. I think, mm -hmm. and Art, I don't, I haven't been to your house, but I mean, you're in a wooded area. Yeah, it's, it's scary, man. I mean, like, um, yeah. you know, it's, things are pretty trim around here. You know, we use a balls trimmer to, uh, trim things, uh, out here. Oh, cool. Yeah, to keep it nice yeah. and neat. But, um, there are a lot of old oaks and, you know, there's just oak all around me right now. There's a few redwood trees and, you know, and it's, it's definitely, wooded you know it's dense and um yeah i mean it, it, it's it's scary like any anywhere around me like i mean in theory if we were to get a strike like i had i had to make sure all my all my uh hoses were plugged in and had the right gun on them i'm like dude if i have to i'll do at least if i see something yeah. happen next to my property for sure you know, like something like that but for sure but um but yeah it's definitely you know it, it could hit any of us up here you know where we live in northern california so 
Um, it's just unfortunately that that you know, I mean, as a matter of fact, as long as I mean, you have, like, it's literally it started kind of on the other side of the freeway from me here, like, and it just went south, but it could have easily gone yeah. north, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all due to the wind, right? I mean, yeah, usually yeah. it would go towards you because the wind usually flows that way, but we had a weird heat heat wave and, uh, and zero wind. wind flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and I then know. I mean, yeah, the I mean for you, it's like now you should know like. If that were to happen, you're ready to go. You have like, you know, your documents that you need and, a, you know, yeah. exit routes and all that. That's important. But uh, like for Brian, he lives in Scotts Valley, which is where Canepa Design is. And it's a pretty big community, like 20,000 people. And, you know, it's a town. And they evacuated way before the fire got close. And it was kind of to stage crews in the town, which is closest to like the next valley, which was actually on fire. So he's been out of his house since Thursday. Today is Tuesday. And uh, that's like 20,000 people that were told to leave and there's no threat. So even if you're not right on a fire zone, yeah. you could still be asked to leave your house permanently. You know, not permanently, but longer than just overnight or something. And they're saying it could be two weeks. That's, that's gnarly, man. Which is yeah. insane. So he packed up and moved to his boss. Had just bought a house in, in uh, Santa Cruz like two weeks ago. Had bought a house. And it was empty. Like essentially it was going to be just a beach house vacation thing. And they went there first and hung out for a few days. And the weather quality, our smoke quality here or, you know, smoke forecast was so bad. Um, I don't know about your house lane, but mine was like billowing smoke, could barely see trees off in the distance. I mean, yeah, my mine was, was insane. Covered. It, was, it was awful. Bad. And, and so, I'm, like, you know, I'm like, what, six blocks from the beach? Yeah. Um, from the ocean. And you would think like that was helping for the first couple, like day or two. But, uh, after that, it's just been, dude, you couldn't even see sky and it was just this yellow tent. Like I yeah, posted a so picture bad. on DWA Weird. of like my brother, brother's cars in the backyard. And, uh, that was like no filter or anything. It's just all yellow, weird looking. Yeah like weird looking lighting dude it's such a and weird it vibe like right just like it a shitty you. photo it's like, but it's like a weird totally like, it's, it's a, scary it's eerie, i mean it's right? very like fuck i need to get out of here and then you start looking yeah. like where where am i gonna go and so brian has a young you know two young kids but one very young and and these are also the type of guy that like make big moves and so they uh they were looking we were talking like up mendocino the Air quality was really good, and uh, there were some fires off to the east, but the wind hadn't shifted. It was, like, perfect up there, and it wasn't hot. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Or even, like, Pacifica, Half Moon Bay was pretty good for a while. And then San Diego was the other one. Like, the smoke was billowing down. Like, Paso Robles was tattered. Pismo, Santa Barbara, really bad. And, uh, and we're talking so they went for, all for, the way to... For the listeners that are not from the area, we're talking hundreds of miles that the smoke has basically engulfed the yeah, entire state. Really. Right. Yeah. Well, because there's yeah. multiple fires, too. Yeah. It's not just Exactly. There's fire, a fire south so. of us, which was blowing down the valley. Like, Paso Robles, for a minute, there was uh, 500 uh, was their air quality number. Holy oh. shit. For wow. a few days. That's, it was over 400. That's insane. It was severely unhealthy weather quality. Yeah. That's and crazy. if you if you were to be outside in that for 24 hours, you would be fucked up dude i was so the worst air quality i've ever experienced was in beijing and it was 330 something and like i i got sick like i i couldn't stop i kept hacking up like nasty stuff and i got yeah you basically have to stay inside for sure and And what was the worst you saw here warren i saw boulder creek was 720 i don't even know how about santa cruz though uh, in Santa Cruz, it got to like 3.30, I think. Oh, okay. Because I was looking, a lot of times I saw it, it was like 180 and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, 150, 180. And then my yeah. my house got to 2, 
220, 250, um, I think up to 300, but my neighbor has a purple air sensor on oh, my okay. street. And so if you go to purpleair.com, it's like a new way of tracking like the, uh, weather qual- air quality. But, uh, so anyways, Brian had to evacuate, um, could not return home. His neighbor is the San Mateo Cal fire chief and is working the fire. So he had some inside information about what was going on. And then as like another neighbor was a retired fire chief from San Jose and just didn't leave, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but Brian moved his whole family with a trailer and dog and cat and kids all the way to San Diego. So mm-hmm. they found an Airbnb in San Diego and they're just like assuming that it's going to be two weeks and decided to hit the road. So that's where Brian is now. And I don't think he brought his podcast gears or like he meant to. And then at the last second, well, didn't. yeah, so, he left it in this car. So we, the reason yeah. that you brought that up is that we, uh, we were expecting some San Diego car spotting, uh, on our social media feeds from him. So yeah, if but, you see yeah. San Diego car spotting, you know, you now know why. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where Brian is. And then my, uh, my wife and son packed a car on Thursday and this is like his school got canceled. It was raining ash. The weather was terrible. And also the evacuations were sort of moving like south towards our area and kind of towards your area too, Lane. Like the west side was sort of like on alert and Scotts Valley was going to be evacuated. Well, like, the Shit. line is like right by our office. So the exactly. building, it's like right there was the, was the line, the evacuation line essentially. Yeah. So we were, I was a little worried. I was never scared that our house was going to burn down or anything like that because I mean, we are in the city. You'd have to jump all these streets and it would, it would have to be in. I mean, I don't even know what it would take to do that. Yeah, but, yeah. but, uh, I wasn't worried about that, but I was a little worried, not as worried as my wife about evacuations just because you don't um, want to be that stuck in that line can move. And like you said, it's just like room to like move, have people here. And there's like what well, there's, I think last time I looked, there was like 1300 firefighters on the scene for this fire. So. They need a place yeah. to put all, you know, have all these trucks and people and stuff like that. So I thought the line might move and we would be at risk in that, that way. But, and you don't want to yeah. be stuck in that. And that was what we were thinking too. And, um, so we just packed my, my wife's car with all like the super irreplaceable stuff and important stuff and Andrew and they went to, uh, my in-laws house for basically five days or whatever. So they're coming back today. And, uh, that was more just like, cause we could and there was really no reason to have them around here with the air being so shitty. And then by like, what day was that? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday into Sunday, uh, the wind shifted and it felt like way better. So Sunday got better. Sunday got better. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday was, was still tattered. Um, yeah. But and Monday, Monday was good. And then the, that storm didn't turn out to be anything and it rolled through. And then here we are. And it's like totally normal in Santa Cruz, foggy. Yeah, uh, I was just looking at air quality is like in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what it usually should and be. That's you know? standard, and, you know. Yeah, LA is always in like the seventies, basically, because of smog. Right, right. Yeah, so the smoke kind of followed uh, Sarah and Andrew, but no threat of fire and no ash, and it's just like I'll take that. So, but yeah. my aunt and uncle got evacuated from right by kind of like by Graham Hill Road and stuff. Um, and so they were staying with me and, uh, there's, uh, my aunt is very, uh, cautious about the virus. Like she's on the far end of that spectrum. And, 
Um, she was asking about where they could go. And I was like, you know, we have an extra bedroom. I mean, I, we have Andrew's room I could make for you guys. Uh, and I, I just threw it out there. I'm like, and I mean, we also have the van again. It's in the garage. I could put the bed and you guys could stay in there. And she's like, okay, we'll, we'll stay in the van again. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, if you really want to, so they, Damn, that's very scared. That's crazy. Yeah. They stayed downstairs basically and had the bathroom down here and they slept in the van and stayed out in the like side yard. You never even um, saw them barely. I mean, like, you know, from a distance we ate like in the driveway one night, like, <laughs> but they stayed here the whole time. And, um, then like three days in, they talked to their neighbor and they originally got evacuated with a, a firefighter going down the street on a bullhorn saying mandatory evacuations, everyone out, everyone out. They got out and then they come to find out it was a mistake and it was like a street over was the line and they were never supposed to be evacuated. Just warnings. Oh shit! So they uprooted and it was like panic time. They have like artwork and this amazing house and fucking this is the place. Everywhere. This is next to the uh, graveyard right there, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Ocean Street extension. I, think I dropped so you off there before. Yeah. 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 It's out like rad farm properties that are mm -hmm. like two acre lots and it's close to downtown, but right on the river and, so they basically like panicked and moved all this shit, pets. I mean, they got their dog, their cat, oh, they're taking everywhere. And then they find out three days later, it was like, actually, yeah, you guys, you guys are fine. So, <laughs> well, shit. I don't know, dude, it's just, it was crazy. So yeah, I didn't exactly have the house to myself and, uh, it was a little nerve wracking for a few days there. Definitely like keeping an eye on everything. But, um, right now it feels like they should have it under control and, I don't know when they're going to lift the Scotts Valley stuff. I haven't heard anything, but yeah, it seems like that will be lifted pretty soon. I don't know. I heard, um, Travis, my brother was saying that one of the main water lines to like the, uh, valley got tattered. I heard that. So that's like the big problem right now with getting people back. Yeah. Right. So right. like they're up in Boulder Creek and I don't know like how long it'll be until they get the water going again, essentially. So um, you're, I don't know if Scotts Valley is, is affected by that. Your mom's house is good. My mom's house is all good. I, I wasn't, I was a little worried, but her house is like, it's two blocks away from the main downtown. Oh, good. From like, it's like right there. Yeah. So, I mean, she is like, but she is, she does back up to the creek and, or the, you know, whatever. And, she, or is it creek or I don't even know, creek. river, I guess. Creek, I think. Um, it's the river, right? Uh, she backs up to the river and she's like in, I mean, she's basically in the woods, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm but she's houses. right there. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously yeah. my brother's was burnt now. Dude, um, shout out to Blaze. I yeah. feel so bad and I just, uh, it's so frustrating. Wish we just had a little more time because there's like so many people that we could have got everything out, you yeah. know, if we just yeah, had yeah. a little more notice. So, yeah, um, did you, yeah, you did mention it right in the last podcast, Lane, that, uh, both his 944 and his new Jetta were, were yeah. Different. So we had yeah. a, I mean, I mean, we're talking about this a lot, but I mean, it's all new stuff, but, um, yeah, we did a whole 40 minute podcast on that essentially, but yeah, he lost his 944 and his new Jetta, um, in the fire. So, but the so, Jetta's got good insurance. I'm sure the 944 does too. 944 right? does too. So that's why he, he yeah. took the GTI. He was thinking that far ahead where he took the GTI because he didn't have it insured yet. Cause he, it wasn't he hasn't, been, driving, he hasn't right? been on the road. Yeah. 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 So, so he took that car because it didn't have insurance. Might not have had any insurance of any kind, but it definitely didn't have full coverage. Yeah. 
And uh, so he took that car, and um, and it's arguably more valuable. Yeah, <laughs> which that's is crazy true too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, I, I was about a toss to, up, you know. I was about to reach out to Ruben, and like right as I was like literally thinking, I got to talk to Ruben. Uh, I saw Goldine post a story that they were they, he was over there taking all of his cars out because he's got his nine six four up at his house. He's got the GT three RS. The E30 M3, unfortunately, is, is in, pieces. in pieces. So that's, yeah. you know, it's in danger. In that bottom garage, risk. right? Yeah, it's at risk. It's not going um, anywhere. But um, I guess they were, I guess Ivica was over there with them too, grabbing cars. So oh, um, good. I don't know where they ended up, but I know Ivica lives in Los Gatos, so maybe they took them down there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's like a whole thing right now, right? Just like mobilizing, like trying to get yeah, my, cars out of Yeah, my danger. neighbor all of a sudden showed up with a, a 56 Chevy truck, um, and, and it came yeah from the valley. It was like his... His friends uh, were out of town, like in Oregon, and they had to go grab that stuff. And I think one of the wheels was off with like a brake issue, and they had to like oh, figure geez. out how to like get it back together and out of there. Oh, and yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stories. In fact, some of the the pictures I've seen from uh, Shmuel Thaler of Santa Cruz Sentinel has been taking. He's like the only photographer who's really been like all in that zone, and mm-hmm. he's I've already seen multiple like you know. C10 Chevys and uh, old Jaguar and yeah, cars are just can't can't make it, especially if they don't move. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. fuck. Yeah, I know. Um, I was thinking about that because I went to that restoration shop I talked about in the last podcast. But oh yeah, I went with Jay Lamb to this guy who restores killer cars. He had a yeah. Porsche 924 Carrera GT there and a, a couple of Aston Martin Vantages from like the early 80s and stuff. Uh, but you know, like a lot of those cars are just sitting there, like not running yeah, with w- engines out. And may not even have like, tires on them to roll yeah, them. Like he's doing restorations I mean, on them or engines or anything, and like he's down a hill too. What are you gonna do? I mean, I guess you could you can get a tow a trailer and stuff, but even then, it's like yeah, tires to roll them and stuff like that. So yeah. did you reach out to Jay Jay Lamb at all? I didn't. Um, yeah, I but if- I'm sure there's so many situations like that up there because oh, it's there like is endless. some there is a little bit of you know there's definitely like a there's definitely a meth vibe up there, but there's also money up in the Valley too. And there is people that have these amazing properties with like, and I'm sure there's like a 300 SL in a garage somewhere that hasn't been started for 10 years, you know, it's like, or there is stuff yeah. like that up there. Well, dude. There's, it's like, there's also a big retirement community. Yeah. So people like end up up there and have their old hot rods and projects and their yeah. workshops and stuff. And, um, and there pretty, is tech money up there now too. So yeah, for sure. There, there I mean, is it's all a lot kind of, of like that. expanding and, and that's part of the problem is there's just a lot of people up there with a lot of stuff and yep. yeah. Um, yeah. My, yeah, so my brother, I don't think we talked about it, but he actually tried to go back up there to grab his 944 because the guy, his, um, his, uh, whatever landlord landlord told him like, basically you're every, like our house, the house is still here but it's at crazy risk. Like he was up there somehow. Shit. So blaze went to go drive up there. They went around the barricade basically like, you know, yeah. whatever he said, they got a black, like, like basically a mile, like half a mile past uh Scapazio's or whatever, this Italian uh-huh. restaurant in town. And basically they couldn't see a single thing. And it was just fires along the side of the road. Whoa. Uh, so they turned around. They were like, Nope, we're good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's yeah, like, that's, one a, of the, that's like how people get, that's how people die basically yeah, in these, in these fires. In it's, it's not people that like, Oh shoot, I wake up and the fires like, cause they did a really good job of like get everyone out, but people die from 
doing stupid stuff like that. Well, and then it's also, you think about everyone's worried about getting burned and yes, that is horrible, but it's the smoke. I mean, yeah. you get into a situation where the car, you know, whatever you, a tree falls down on the road behind you. Now you can't go back and you can't breathe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they found up. a 70 year old guy up in Bonnie Dune dead. And he, I mean, I'm sure it was like from smoke, not from the fire, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, ah, man, my yeah heart goes out to blaze and it. it was super rad to see people step up and yeah help them out. So hopefully he'll bounce back quickly. And uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of stories like that. Like my, my aunt and uncle who were evacuated, her boss owns uh mountain feed, which is a, just like a plant landscaping and uh, animal kind of store up in Ben Lomond, but they had finally That's like Jora Rosopoulos. Yeah. Jora. Jora owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he had, I guess, just designed and built his dream house in Bonnie Dune. Yeah. And doesn't know if it survived. Yeah. I mean, that is just, and Jora, so Jora, tattered. so to tie it back to cars, Jora has been to our cars and coffee. Um, he's and, got a great eye for early Americana. Like, yeah, uh, but he also, pre-war. he drove with his whole family in that Jaguar. Um, the what yeah. is that car, dude? It's like it was really cool. I took a picture of it. And <laughs> that stuff, car, but, yeah, yeah. Anyways, XK120? Uh, it was a Jaguar XK120 fixed head, like a coupe. Yeah, a hard top, uh, two plus two. So, um, but yeah, Jora is like one of my best friends from when I was little. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Because he went to Soquel. Um, yeah, but he went to Galt. So, oh, yeah, so gotcha. we used to, I used to spend the nights at his house all the time and stuff. Wow. You know, oh, yeah, yeah we were, we were good nice friends. Guy. Elementary school. Yeah, he's got, like, very cool, uh, he's all about unrestored patina uh, 20s and 30s, like, Fords yep. and And that's what his Jag and, is, too. That's the one. I yeah. talked about on the podcast a while ago, but his Jag, it was, like, single, it was, I think it was single owner, lady owned. She bought it brand new in San Francisco. And, uh, and then she lived in Santa Cruz and it's like all original, like such a cool car. That's um, so rad. But yeah, he has cool stuff. That sucks that his house got tattered. I know. So my, my aunt is their main buyer and has worked for him for a long time, like 10 years. And she's just like, doesn't know about the business. I mean, the business didn't get burned. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got to imagine employees and, and yeah, just the whole community is fucking yeah, it's, and speaking of which, dude. Oh yeah, go no, on. I mean, it's just it's just crazy, you know. I mean, how you know we have the COVID thing, which has severely impacted a lot of industries, but one in particular that is really hurting are our restaurants, right? And so a lot of these restaurants then moved their operations outside, and now there's fucking fires, so they can't even have their. I know you can't even eat outside. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, so now so, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm seeing that happen. You know yeah. where they're like, dude, like we literally cannot survive, and like the list of restaurants in particular, like especially like up here where I live, like it's crazy. Like there, there's like 300 restaurants that have gone into business since since COVID started, yeah. including when then you have this on top of that. It's it's pretty pretty dire, man. I mean. Crazy times, crazy times. Um, so yeah. if I, if you would have told someone like 10, 20, 30 years ago that in the year 2020, there will be a global pandemic, everything will be on fire. The, what, you know, like you would definitely think, well, this, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Like it's people survive and it, it sounds pretty awful, but yeah. there's always hope. Well, and, this isn't the first pandemic and this isn't the first major fire, right? I know. So, for sure. I know, yeah, I know. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, crazy. I mean, you kind of yeah. like, I know myself, I always, uh, 
I I would always look at it like, oh well, that that stuff couldn't happen now. Like we're exactly. too advanced, right? We're too right, we like we would figure that out. We like, have all this medication now, we, would, and wildfires. Do we? We're, they'd figure that out. We have a way to get rid of that. Like we can stop that. This uh, this building, this pie ranch place up north, uh, right Dude. on the coast. Where Warren and I went to a wedding there like ten years back for our good, my good friend Charles. Um, and uh, that place burnt down. It was built in 1864 or something. I mean, it's been yeah, there, yeah, you know, awesome wooden, yeah. awesome wooden building. Um, 160 years it's been there and it gets burnt, you know, like, you know, it's lasted this whole time. Dude. There's been a lot of fires. There's been a lot <laughs> yeah. of pandemics and it's just been chilling. And then this was, this was it. Yeah. Burnt to a Did dress. you send that to Charles? Or I'm sure he already knew. I didn't do, but I'm yeah. sure he, I'm sure he's up on it's it. It's gotta be yeah, super heartbreaking. I mean, yeah, it's all going to look different when we get back up there. And that kind of ties it back to driving while awesome is that we use those roads as like uh, our, you know, quote unquote test grounds and yeah. uh, a lot of fun drives. And, and a lot of the roads that are closed or super affected uh, were in this, you know, fire right ground zero, really. So Bonnie Dune, uh, Big Basin up even towards Pescadero and that whole zone. So, Well, you know what's even crazier is that those are the close ones. Those are in our backyard, but also all of the other awesome roads that we love to drive on in Cal- Northern California. Like, nine, yeah, like, I'd like, say, what, like 90% of them have been affected? It's crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So now we have to worry about, I mean, luckily it's happened a little bit early, but we have to worry about rainstorms um, basically causing washing out mountains and stuff because it's killed all the trees and all the vegetation so now you're going to have landslides and stuff when water hits so hopefully we have enough hopefully there's enough time for it to kind of do something something at least like a little bit of roots but i doubt it we're going to have crazy landslides this winter Um, i was thinking about that it's going to be insane that's what stopped um, our rallies in the past was fires then having landslides essentially yeah yeah i was thinking about um like the river comes down through Santa Cruz and uh, that is going to look so crazy after the first big storm. I mean, all this ash and burnt oh, yeah. trees and. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the best it can look right. Cause yeah. I mean, just having ash and, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It could be really bad, dude. Um, yeah. We have to prepare for that, especially like on the coast, like big Sur. that's all been burnt. Um, and that was arson, yeah. but, uh, and they caught the guys too. So yeah, yeah, that's um that's good, uh. But yeah, you guys want to move on to some more positive stuff now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we should. Um, I mean, we it feels like a lifetime ago, and we didn't have a chance to recap it because the day after we podcast uh post- podcasted two weeks ago, Lane and I went down and did Dawn Patrol in Big Sur. But then the following week, which is a long time already, we had Mike Spinelli on. Uh-huh. And so we didn't have any uh, time to recap any of that stuff. And it's not like a lot to recap, really, because, I mean, but I still kind of think we should talk about it. Just yeah, for sure. Monterey Car Week kind of came and went and yeah. we we do live here and had a chance to, like, do something to kind of hold on to a thread of it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just been a, been a minute, as the kids say. Yeah. So, yeah, so. essentially um, our... I guess Monterey Car Week involved waking up at, I don't know, leaving Santa Cruz at five in the morning to drive down to Carmel and meet at our, uh, a previous DWA rally start point in Carmel, 
um, right at the and uh, and then we did Dawn Patrol, which is and we uh, cruised Highway One with Phil Croc GT4. I got it right this time. Nice. Uh, and a bunch of other people came or what? Well, how many cars were there? Like ten, ten cars 10, or something? Yeah. So we had a. Uh... Uh, Ryan Barrett and his E46 M3, lightweight, as we call it. Uh, Let's see, who else do we have? Uh, Joe and Sabrina in the Peugeot. they real troopers. And shout out to Joe and his family. Their house in Boulder Creek is still standing, I think. And then Sabrina's family lost a big family ranch up on top of the hill. 400 acres or something. Fuck. Bummer. So anyways... uh, they came, and then uh, we also had uh, Gen in his Ferrari F355. Um, and what am I forgetting here? Uh, uh, Dar- we had Darren. That's right. Darren and Paul Auto Kennel uh, came from L.A. and had quite an adventure getting up to the start. Um, I had thrown it out to Paul just thinking – of all people we know kind of down there, um, especially in terms of Monterey car week participation, he's high on the list. And sure enough, he's like, yep, we'll, we'll be there. And we're uh, taking some crazy roads on the way up, of course. So we can get into that later, but, uh, they made it. And then, um, Drew, Drew and his V, what is that? V90? Of course. Yeah. V90, uh, Vandalay Industries on Instagram. He cruised down and then he actually camped the night before, which was cool. So he like was set up and really, really, uh, you know, explored the studio space, I think, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Kevin from Paso Robles met us down at, um, at, at Ragged Point for uh, breakfast and he yeah. came in his Cayman. So yeah, um, um, how was how was uh, food handled? Like, were, were the, did you guys, did they limit you guys? It was like, outdoor. Or how did that work? Yeah, we just had a big table and it was all outdoors. Um, and the waiters wore masks and you had to wear masks away from the table, essentially. But we were right on top of each other, like normal style. Yeah. There was no dividers or anything, but we could have, uh, there's other tables. I mean, it could have been more spread out, but once you're eating, it's hard to wear a mask. Yeah. I'm just curious to see like if they regulate it, like, you know, as we're planning our fall rally, you know, I'm reaching out to some places and like, um, you know, Warren and I have talked about this, but like. We're looking at a at a beer garden, and like they were limiting six people per table, and like you know that makes it tricky, right? And their whole outdoor area, they were limiting to thirty people. So I don't know. Jeez. Same thing, right? County based, I think, where they have different restrictions. Yeah, I mean, from what I know, the the restrictions usually aren't on like head count, total head count. It's just it's just basically six feet apart. The tables have to be. So they'll put like X's on the ground in a lot of these places, and it's basically like don't move the table, mm. um, mm. and but places, I mean, really, six feet apart is pretty normal for a restaurant anyways, you know. They get a little closer, you know, in yeah. some places. But it doesn't look like it doesn't look like crazy spread apart. So I guess so it's I, because I, I, they assume that you're if you're coming as a group together, like that's your, that's on yeah. you, right? So, like, it's just keeping yeah. your group contained, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're, like, with your family and you have a big family and you're 10 people, then they're not going to be like, oh, you can't sit together. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, you're – if you reserve a table for 10 – you're allowed to yeah. have a table for ten. You know? I've only eaten outside, like at restaurants, outdoor dining, about five times since you know this all started, and it's all like Lane's describing. There's no rules other than the tables are more separated. Um, I have seen some places that only have maximum four top, like four seats at a table. They won't do like big groups, 
But other than that, it's been pretty much like as long as you're far apart and wearing a mask walking around. But yeah, so we went all the way down to Ragged Point. Um, and that's Highway 1 South through Big Sur for those who haven't done it. It's a glorious, beautiful part of the world. Um, but they're not done with the construction that was supposed to be done by Car Week and not by a long shot. So unfortunately, we hit like a couple of uh, controlled stops along the way. And then that that backs up all the traffic, you know, in mm-hmm. front of you that then you have to re like think about instead of passing like natural progressions it's like a group of 10 cars ahead of you now. Yeah, instead of hitting like one car or two cars, all of a sudden you're behind 10 cars. Right. So, yeah. And so that was, that was kind of brutal, but had some good sections, especially that last like 30 miles right lane. I mean, that it was, was like, like the best section. Yeah. The, the best section, section. Yeah. Although and it was then, downhill, a little damp and yeah. don't know the road. It's a little, it's a little hairy. Yeah. Sure. It can get a little hairy. You know, keeping it under the speed limit, of course, and then um, had breakfast and then uh, headed back up. And that was pretty rough because I think what we kind of ran into were people leaving uh, campgrounds and stuff at that point in the morning at yep. 10 a.m. And so now you have, yeah, the the RV, the, the slow person in their rental car. I mean, you, you got it all. And, uh, and the stops seemed like three times were- as long. Like I turn saw, your engine off stuff. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. a uh, I saw a gnarly like accident. Um, a bicyclist was coming towards us, and the car in front of me was turning left and just fucking cut the bicyclist oh, off. Shit. Bicyclist is like had he swerved to the left to avoid it, and then realized he was clear. Basically, he was going to make it, so he swerved back. With that, he he crossed up and went over the bars. And he's going down a hill, probably like probably at thirty five miles an hour or something, uh, and uh, yeah, stacked really hard, like right next to me. I have the windows down. I'm going, and I'm like, he's like, oh, and I roll down my wind, you know, my windows down. I'm like, are you okay? And he's just like, oh, oh, you know, like moaning. I'm like, oh shit. shit. So I I fucking pulled over where that car had turned into. Because they weren't stopping. I didn't think they were stopping. I was like, what the fuck? You know? And then they stopped, actually, and they ran out. So they ran mm. by me. So at that point, and then at that point, someone else had already, like, picked up his bike, and they were already there. And I had kind of pulled over in the middle of the road so cars couldn't come. And then, so I was able to take off after that. But I, I never got out of my car. Um, or I got out, looked, and everyone was already, you know, there's already yeah. 10 people. So I was like, all right, I'm out. Um, and so Joe was early. behind me. By the uh, way, I'm so over riding a bicycle on a road like that. That's so just like, crazy. Sounds like death. Yeah, uh, there's no bike lane. It's like no people it, are looking out the window at the view, and it's already over. sketch. Like driving with those people, they have their iPads out taking pictures and videos. It's like it, yeah. it's not a good scene, anyways. Um, no. people are pretty oblivious, and and uh, yeah, and luckily this was this happened like in one of those little. I wouldn't call them towns. I don't know what you call those, but anyways, there's like three restaurants and a, and a gas or a store, you know, a couple of stores or something. Yeah. Um, these little areas along, along the highway there. So yeah. yeah. So the drive back, I mean, that was probably the most exciting thing that happened. Um, yeah. Drive back was kind of miserable. I mean, it was was busy. We were basically in a train of cars and you'd pass like, you'd finally get past three cars and you'd have like this glorious stretch and you're like, yes, you know, I'm talking like, 
two minutes. Yeah. And then you come around the next turn and you can see like four Six cars, cars yeah. <laughs> ahead of you and you're like, ah. So anyways, um, what can you, you can't really do much about that. But then we met back at uh, Baja Cantina in Carmel Valley, which is a total like Alice, Alice's restaurant of that area. And had a reservation there and sat outside with some friends and, uh, Steven's sports car joined us and, uh, stripe design, Eric Horton, uh, joined us as well. And then, uh, that's when, uh, Paul and Darren took off cause they had a long, they were going home that day. So they didn't stay for lunch, but they had come from LA via, uh, the hills of Santa Barbara above Goleta. And there's a, I used to live there and drive these roads because there's only a few really fun roads right there. But um, he kept saying he was taking the Camino Cielo Highway. Yeah. Cielo Highway. We were taking the highway down down there. I'm like, highway? Like, what are you talking about? The dirt road that Jeeps can barely make it down is what you're <laughs> you're going to take. And sure enough, him and uh, Darren. Darren had a cool Volvo uh, 122 uh, Amazon. Really nice one, uh, like British British racing green. It was green. nice. It was nice. And then, uh, of course, of course, uh, Paul in his uh, Tortuga, La Tortuga. Yeah, Darren's and steering Darren. broke. Uh, the steering <laughs> knuckle. So had, like, pinstripes from all the trees. And, dude, more than pinstripes, his rockers were tattered, like uh, under the doors. Just big old dents and bangs. His front fender was. Was and it wasn't like, uh, you know, his one bumpers thing if, were fucked up. It'd be one thing if you had, it was like you were rallying doing that. It was like they were just surviving, I think. And his, his 122 is like nice enough where the front end's all clear broad. It's like a very nice car. Super nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They broke the tow rope, uh, the tow strap that they had brought. He towed him for like three miles or something. Because it had been like dragging and snapping and it just... So they survived all that, got all the way up there, drove Highway 1, and then they bailed. So, um, But all in all, great performance by by them. And if you go on to uh, Auto Kennel on Instagram, which if you listen to this podcast, you're probably following anyways, he had some good content and a cool video. Yeah, um, video on you YouTube, on his YouTube channel. Yeah, and I think there's a link or something on his page. But shout out to those guys. And... Uh, Otherwise, it's good having lunch with Drew, catching up with them, uh, Joe and Sabrina. It's just nice hanging out with car folks. So, and yeah, it was cool hanging out with everyone. <laughs> and to answer Art's question about the eating there, we had two tables for 10 people is what we reserved. Two big tables. Big tables under the awnings there where we saw that killer band that one time. Dude. And we only had 10 we, people. So. We saw that band warm up for three hours. Dude, yeah, the warm up. <laughs> what is happening? But, I mean. It, in front of Nick Mason of, of Pink of, yeah, Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I'm genuinely jealous though. Like even like forget the drive, like just sitting outside yeah. and sitting there, like that place is so legendary. Like we've been there a bunch. So like, enjoyable. Such a great place to be. Like, ah oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very yeah. Cool. And then, and then, um, so, uh, our Warren, Warren had mentioned it, but Steven's, Steven, um, Steven Cottrell. sports car, Steven Cottrell, Mr. Sports car. he came in his little alpha GTV and, uh, Eric came down. He missed the drive, but he came down he brought like a, uh, he had a bunch of new stripe design masks, so we did an impromptu like photo shoot in front of the gas stations there. I mean, gas pumps. 
um, of like Steven wearing the mask in his Alpha GTV and next to it. And then a few with Eric next to his 944 and Croc, uh, with, with the GT, GT4. Um, so we did a little impromptu, uh, I guess, I don't know what you call those, uh, I guess advertising shots for his, uh, face mask. Yeah. And then lifestyle, those are all over the lifestyle web, shots. his website now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shots. So uh, but shout out to, to Phil Croc GT4 for, uh, uh, kind of showing us the Dawn Patrol life that he leads and uh, including us. So that was fun. I hope we get to do it again and oh. we'll have to do it once the construction's all done. Yeah. So he also had reserved like spots for us right in front of the restaurant at Ragged Point. So oh, there was yeah. these guys parking. like parking us essentially and like they had blocked off a whole row of, so we could all park next to each other right in front of the restaurant. Nice. That was great. So that was cool. Yeah, and um, Kevin from uh, Paso brought everyone uh, parting gifts of yeah. socks, like cool, <laughs> cool like sock shop socks. socks. <laughs> yeah, which was very thoughtful. And um, I got hamburgers. I need to post those. Oh, I got rad sharks. I actually traded uh, Paul for them. Oh uh, yeah. But um, yeah, God, I wish, I wish we could have done more and. I just uh so over so ready for this to be over and just get back to mm-hmm. hanging out, living life. Yeah. But it was nice to do that. It was and so nice. And like you said, our I think the part to be jealous of is the like hanging out with car people you know, our friends basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. having so a meal together. That's, that's like great. that's that's really I had fun. a good run with um behind Gen, actually, believe it or not. I could barely keep up, but that car sounds so goddamn good. Yeah, it, it is so worth it. It's like it's, you kind of forget about all the belt maintenance bullshit. You're just like, nope, that's a good choice. And when he told me he was bringing it ahead of time, I was like, good, good choice. Yeah. Because we had a few Porsches and, you know, um, we see the cars like that all the time. But he, his was the only Ferrari, you know. Yeah, you guys got to drive that thing. I mean, it's one thing to drive an F-355 with a stock exhaust, but the way that car sounds inside the car is totally different from how it sounds outside the car. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really, really, really cool. I mean, I've said it a million times, dude. Like, my One of my goals in life is get to the point where I can afford to own an F-355. Like, it's like you own the ownership, right? It's like not just the car. It's like you know you're going to yeah, have right. to pay or you're going to have to deal with that shit. But, like, that sound and it and the driving experience is great too. They, they, it it's a super fun car to drive too. So it's all Capristo or Tubi. Or, or, he's uh, got Capristo on his. He's got fab okay. speed headers with a Capristo exhaust. Um, yeah, because yeah. the headers crack. Yep. So, yeah. So that. That I um I made sure made a point when I I drove that thing um we did lap set in uh, or Sonoma like on the front straight there. I mean, oh like, yeah, because Gen was in the <laughs> he was actually uh, in the stands there. Like I mean. I gave it the beans. I mean, I I don't know if anyone recorded it. I would love to hear like, you know what it sounded like zooming by. You have some recording from inside the car, I think. Yeah, I have I have I some recording from inside the car, which I actually I should post to our feed. I need, I need to do that. I might have some some uh, iPhone video, but it wouldn't do it justice. Yeah, that you needed like real deal. It's yeah, it's yeah. glorious as they say. It was good. It was good. So there's that section leading to breakfast. You know, it was, I was definitely having to uh, hustle and. Uh, it was just fun. That was a very cool scene. You know, you got Croc and his iconic Sharkworks GT4 and then Ferrari F355. And then I had uh, Ryan and the E46 behind me. So just kind of blasting, blasting down the road. Nice. And I think Drew is back there as well. I was holding him up, but that's how it goes sometimes, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thirty live. How are the cars doing? I heard Lane mention another fucking vibration on the other podcast. <laughs> well, no, dude, my clutch is, uh, I have a, my clutch is making noise. Basically a throw up bearing is making noise. So, Shit. So, so. No way to anyways. fix that. Only, um, only so one way to do it that. It needs a throw up bearing and I think that it has a minor vibration because of that. But how, yeah. I mean, so. on these cars, how imperative is that? Like, cause I mean, on some cars that could be, you know, a year or whatever, right? Like, no, it's it's probably fine. I mean, it's probably fine for a year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's the same as any car. Yeah. But it's just one of those. It's any noise is the most annoying thing you could, especially when a, a, a bearing is like one of those things like, yeah, it could be a year, but a bearing can also seize up, dude. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, or break apart or whatever. So when a bearing makes noise, it's essentially on its way out. So whether it lasts, it could last for Three more years, who knows, right? Yeah. But, or, or however many miles. Um, but it's kind of, I think it's smart to replace any kind of <laughs> bearings that are making yeah. noise, right? So what you don't you really want to, you don't want to put miles on them. Like, and are you stuff, thinking, so. like, if, if, I mean, I know we're trying to have a rally here in the fall. Um, you know, if we can pull it off, are you thinking ahead of that or just risk it or? I did. I mean, I'd probably not drive it. I don't know. I'd probably miss my first rally. You just drive something else or roll with someone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Unless yeah. I fix it before I mean, it's, then. It's which a I month. Yeah, it. it's, like, it's not really. I don't see it. I'm, it's not going to be fixed before then. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. Well, I mean, it, but, at uh, least it's been an It's a maintenance issue. I mean, dude, I've had the car for six and a half years. It's yep, like, whatever. It's the clutch has to be done at some point, right? Right, right. Um, I put 40,000 miles on the car. It's like. And yeah, it's, it's been on every you. rally so far. So if it misses yeah. one, it's not the every, only one. Only car to be on every rally. Though I kind of like hate to like ruin that streak, though. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's the only done. car to be on every DWA rally. Uh, yeah, because Wham's been on. My car driven with me. Yeah, so he's, your E30 hasn't been. My on car. Uh, yeah, my car did well on the on the drive, but I lost the mud flap clip. So yeah, anyone at home nice. keeping score. Um, <laughs> I put a good one on there and, uh, you know what? Just, um, RIP, you know, you, dude, um, I mean, you keep saying no to the riveting thing, whatever it's like, it's your, you're never going to sell that car. Like it's your car anyways. Like why, why not just make it a permanent I solution? Just can't, we can't do that art. I'm so sorry. Yes, We've can. talked about it in the past. I just drill a little hole in a popper. Yeah. That'd be a, that's Ooh, a good solution. Drill. Most cars drill? like use that solution anyway. Drill and, and prime it. It, it works. Prime, Ooh, little primer well. on there to make sure seal it up real Ooh, good. Ah. And then, um, yeah, I don't think that's, uh, let me check with everyone here. No. Yeah. Yep, nope. Still not. Oh. Bandit says no. Bandit said no. So, all right. Barrel, so no. Okay. So a couple weeks or a couple of weeks, a couple of days after our drive down there for Dawn Patrol, um, I drove down to Carmel again to um, do another photo shoot with some stripe design masks with um, Eric and Ryan Barrett, and uh, we used Gens 1973 2.7 RS uh, Golf Blue car. Yeah. So we, we used that and we went over to 17 mile drive. We went down, downtown Carmel or no, Carmel by the sea. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did some photo shoots there. And, uh, it was kind of interesting because we were down. So I was like, yeah, let's go to Carmel by the sea, you know, downtown area where concourse on the avenue is and everything. And during car week, that's like a, a little bit of a hot spot. It's like all the, there's a lot of restaurants there and stuff. So people just go there and they cruise the avenue. Um, and there's concourse on the Avenue there. Uh, and it, there was a little bit of a scene, dude. 
There was like a little bit of a car week scene. It was like the, I, I wasn't expecting as much as I saw. Let's just say that there was like a lot oh. of people. What'd you see? A lot of, I idiot, a lot of idiots. <laughs> like it wasn't like there wasn't that much cool stuff. It was just a lot. There was like a couple Lamborghinis and Ferraris and, and uh, like a lot of like three seventy Z's and stuff revving their engines and stuff like that. A lot of like kind of like revving and, uh, Hmm. Not really the coolest vibe, uh, no. more annoying than anything else, but you know, a couple classics and like that one place always has that yellow and black du chevaux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was out there and, uh, there was a, like a 60, what is it? 62 pre, pre, pre stingray. So what is that? Like last year before stingray 62 Corvette. Um, cruising, you know, there's, and there was Ferrari 430, 458s, stuff like that. Um, people playing music really loud too. That, that's always really cool mm. out of their car, like Sorry. music that is awful and you don't, no one cares about. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, we were hanging out and there was actually people like just like set up on the corner, like with cameras to shooting, you know? So like there was a little bit of that car week vibe. Um, but, definitely not what we're used to um but it was packed i mean this it was we found a killer parking space took some photos and we bailed to go to 17 mile drive right as we were taking off a croc gt4 pulls in behind us and takes our parking spot oh whoa (laughs) he didn't know you were there So random dude (laughs) he didn't know we were there we didn't know he was there Um, oh nice we we didn't even talk to him or anything we just we were taking off so what Um, um did you get to drive the 73 rs i didn't I did not. I didn't. Uh, I basically let Ryan drive it back from the shoot. I figured I'd have a chance at some point. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just one of those things. Um, I've yeah. also driven the, I haven't driven the 73. I'd like to, but I feel like I got probably 95% of that driving that 75 um, for a MFI. while. Yeah. Which are, yeah. you've driven both, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 75 is better. I like the 75 better, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely very okay. different. Uh it's very it's so weird how like, you know, a lot of people like to hear us talk about these air-cooled 911s and you know, for most people it's just a fucking 911, right? But they are so nuanced, yeah. like every single one, right? Like even and even mm-hmm. you know as they say, right? Like even the same car, like a different like yeah, it, yeah. you know, it's gone through different ownership, different alignment, different accidents Cars are whatever, so yeah. old now, yeah, yeah they, for sure. They develop their own little personalities, but um they're overall pretty similar, right? Like conceptually but um yeah it's uh, yeah. definitely try, drive both yeah i mean i'm curious to hear yeah 73 is loud i'll tell you that yeah it is loud um eric drove it out there and i, I rode his passenger and then uh ryan and his son drove it back oh cool. so nice. i figured that was like a better opportunity yeah, for them yeah, to drive it than me sure. driving it um but yeah we went out to 17 mile drive and there was guys like there was like two guys standing along the side of 17 mile drive getting photos too so yeah um, cool for that car week vibe and then we saw the line of like douchebags playing the loud music and the ferraris and lamborghinis and a gt a rap gtr or something Sweet. um cruise was that down the gold there rush? was that What's the gold up? rush rally the gold rush rally was down there so it was probably some of those, those um... guys um but it was they were being followed closely by a um sheriff Good. so i think they were getting pulled over i think they got pulled over right up right after that good um, but yeah, it was like, I mean, definitely it was kind of cool though, to go back down and at least see a little bit of a, a vibe and, uh, the hotel 
at uh, the Quail had like a Ferrari 456 that I took a picture of. Um, there was a couple other cool cars. There was like a, um, a VW, like a 63 bug convertible, really nice. And I don't know, there was some cool, there was some cool stuff just driving around, which was neat. Um, we went to go to dinner at Baja Cantina afterwards and it was shut down cause they had power outages down there. Mm. Um, so we couldn't eat. And then we were trying to find a place to eat and that whole area is like tattered after eight o'clock anyways. Like basically every place closes before nine yeah, and blue air specials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of old people down there. And then, and during, but during COVID, it's like you're, 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 choices are even smaller right because you're finding places with outdoor seating and stuff like that so we just didn't eat and we went home mm. um, yeah <laughs> yeah that's the so. world we live in car week turns into just not eating <laughs> yeah so. exactly especially when baja yeah. is not open i mean that's uh that's kind of like the spot i know it i know it well that's good i'm glad you guys got back down there and got to see what it was all about what was uh gen doing down there was he just driving dude he was just there he had a reservation still so yeah, he just kept uh, it. And yeah, he brought his Targa, his nine nine one Targa, nine nine yeah nine nine one Targa, um, and his seventy uh, three RS, and he was just kind of like staying down there at the hotel at Quail, yeah, and then just going on drives. It looked like like he was doing. He did Dawn Patrol with with Croc again, and yeah, just driving around, meeting mm. up with people that were down there. I guess right. Sounds fun. Yeah, sounds fun. Um. Is that a podcast? Do you have any other updates? Yeah, I or, do. I want to. Or did you want to talk about your? Yeah, I want to E30? In, uh, yeah, the E30. I uh, so I had a cabinet AutoWorks detailing pick it up. He has a, a, a pickup and delivery service for VIPs, or maybe <laughs> if you treat them well. Um, and uh, yeah, he was he was awesome, dude. So I, I had a, I headed up to Tahoe. The car was here. He grabbed it for me, um, and. Uh, so he did a full a full detail on it, just a paint kind of restoration, um, and um, you know came out great. Uh, discovered that it is not all original paint. I will announce this publicly today. Imagine that, dude. Uh, so it, it's a weird one too. I mean, are. you know, it, there's no accident history on the car or whatever, but um, the rear passenger quarter panel and the passenger door have been resprayed. So um, you know they're clear coated, where the the car is supposed to be single stage, right? So. Um, but I mean, whatever. I mean, it's a, it, it's, it looks good and it looks great now. Um, it wasn't a full like cut, like he didn't sand it really deep or anything, but I mean, it's just a nice polish, uh, brought it back to life, especially after sitting outside for a bit. And, um, yeah, he's great. And then I also had that, that football dent, huh? Gnarly football dent. Um, uh, handled on that front right fender. Uh, I really, did a great dude, job. I can't believe how good he did. Yeah. How well good of a job. Yeah. It looks this, amazing. This is city dent. Uh, he's basically sharing a space with Kevin there on San Mateo up here in Northern California. And dude, the guy's super talented. I, I had seen him work before on stuff. Like I, I was there talking, hanging out with Kevin. Like I think when I had my 924 detailed and, um, he was working on an, an E46 M3 that he had that bought with like, I think it was like hail damage or something. It was really bad, you know, like just all one side, just peppered dude with like all these fucking dents. And, uh, you know, over the course of like the three hours that I was there, like he got rid of most of them and like they were, I mean, it was almost impossible to notice, you know, like he was, he's, he's really good. Wow. He's really good at like challenging stuff like that. So, I mean, this is not going to be your cheapest, like, you know, whatever off the side of the road type of dude. Like he's in his pricing is competitive, but, but he's like, if you need like kind of something sorted, especially like, 
you know, I had several people reach out after they saw that dent and like, you know, like Richard Chen, for example, he's like, dude, like I'm always looking for kind of cool cars and some of them have weird dents like that, that like are expensive to deal with. And like, if you can find someone like this guy who can keep the paint and not, you know, people are really anal about Vintags and stuff like that, you know, on, on, on panels, like he'll, he can, he can work it out. And, you know, he's, he's got a lot of pictures on his Instagram feed of like crazy, like bumper stuff. And he works with plastic too. I'm really good with plastics. Uh, but yeah, such a sketchy yeah. job, dude. Just the liability alone is so gnarly. Dude, like, dude. you'd be so, like, uh, yeah, like, then you just say, like, it's crazy. Yeah, there's no guarantee that it's going to be better. Yeah. You know, it, or, with like a body guy, a, nor, a traditional body shop, dude, they're like doing everything and spraying over. So no matter what, if they fuck up during the process, it's fine because they're just painting it, right? Like, yeah. But this is like very much like he has to like, he, I feel like he's always at that like ninety nine percent, like almost pushing the limit of yeah, what he yeah. can I mean, do. Yeah, yeah. You can overheat the it's paint crazy. or chip it or or whatever, right? Yeah. And so, the, or the, underheat the paint and crack or it or underheat it. So the thing with this is that, like like Kevin, you know, like we've talked about him before, he really understands these cars. Like he owns eighties and nineties cars, so like he knows the paint, and especially German cars in particular are kind of a specialty. Like he understands like how to work the paint and like he's the type of dude who will notice right away if the paint is too thin he's he's gonna say you know what like there's a risk here i'll do my best but you know try not to burn off the paint you know and like i think this guy has the same sort of skill set where he understands like this metal you know he's worked with 80s and 90s cars and he understands like the metal and the paint and like how they behave and like how how to work it you know and like also access too, right like understanding how to get to a certain point so like he studied Kevin's E30 before my car went in, like to understand like how to best attack it. So like, you know, he looked at another car and like, so that was pretty rad. I mean, and you know, he, he did an insane job. Like, I mean, I, I'll, I've taken several pictures of it and like, I even o- overanalyze it and I'm like, God damn it. There's a little tree shade there and it looks wrong because, but it's like, it's genuinely a tree reflection, but like, I don't want it to look like there's something there just to prove like how good of a job he did. You know what I mean? Like, so I try to shoot it in the cleanest light. So it's like, here, look at this. Like it's in, it's a really, really tough spot. That's what I was trying to get at last time because there's a real, a, a sharp crease there, a seam that goes right to the edge and you're it's dealing with the yeah, crease. Yeah, so he yeah. basically had to replicate the crease. Yeah, replicate the crease and there's a and radius on the fender. Anything, maybe like, it's a little, there's a curve yeah. there. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And he, he, he tackled it and did a great job. I was super stoked. So check him out if you need help with something like that. Uh, City, city Dent. Dent. Yeah. At Instagram to City Dent. And he does everything. Obviously, if you just want to get a couple door dings out, he'll do that in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, but, um, but he's, he's super talented and, you know, big thanks to, um, AutoWorks as well for his work. And the car is looking super fresh. You know, I mean, um, I, um, I, I've just had it in the garage, especially right now with all the, 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 the ash and stuff. And, um, you know, luckily I can keep it out of there. I, I, you know, sometimes have to move it out and I really need to get a car cover when necessary too. you know, to have it out. Like definitely, but, um, definitely dude. It's amazing. A car cover will keep that car clean for like a month. Yeah. There's after a good, one there's wash. like the Grios ones that are like fully weatherproof too, like, which are pretty rad. Like I, I would yeah. love to look into those. Um, Cause uh, right now, like our garage, especially with, with uh, the Cayenne in the garage, like it's a two car garage but the Cayenne's so big. And then we sometimes have stuff stored in there, like, like Amelia's bikes or, sure. you know, tell whatever. Tell me about it. You know, tell it goes, right? It. Everyone knows storing shit Fucking in the garage. Oh, crazy. tell me about yeah. it, dude. Garage life. Fuck. Yeah. So, so it's, oh, man. Uh, I'd rather have no garage than two car garage. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I mean, it, it just means that one car has to live outside occasionally. Right. So I got it. I don't. Yeah, it, it hurts to fucking put it out there, especially when you know, Mighty Max, fresh. Mighty Max life. Tell me about it. Mighty Max, Max Patina life, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. Patina life. Um, you guys ready for trivia? Let's do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're over an hour in here, giving the people some quality content. And it's not going to stop there. It's trivia time, boys. Boy, yeah. Okay. How are, you fe- are you feeling it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, dude. <laughs> Lane. All right. Um, Mazda, uh, Mazda introduced a new feature that will allow uh, conference call, like video conference calling while you're driving. What is it called? That shouldn't be allowed. Uh, is it like in, the first, is it in the windscreen? Like, or in the, like the, they're the first to do it. That shouldn't be What's, allowed, right? Video? They distract the driver? What is the Jesus name? Christ. Let's stay on topic here. It's called, What's the name of it's it? It's called, oh, dude, Zoom Zoom. Because you're <laughs> zooming you. in a Mazda. <laughs> it's Zoom Zoom Zoom. Yeah. I just made that oh, up. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, Real trivia is coming. Get ready. That was just a little warm up. You did pretty good, Lane. All right, what's it called? You. It was a joke. It's called oh, Zoom it was a Zoom joke. Zoom. It was your joke? Oh, okay. Joke okay. Hashtag okay. joke book. Zoom Zoom Zoom. Good is job. What we're good calling job, it. though, Lane. Sorry, I just got Zoom Zoom, but yeah. <laughs> it's all good. You did you did really good. Um we're gonna talk about camels. All right. Cool. Dude. Water retention. <laughs> Land <Yeah>. Rover. <laughs> exactly. Camel rally. Yeah. Um a thirsty camel can drink <laughs> how many gallons of water in three minutes? And how much fire can that put out? Dude, <laughs> camels. camels up here. <laughs> yeah, get camels. Yeah. Thousands. The, they spit, right? Do camels yeah. spit or are they like, yeah. No, um, I think they do. Okay, so how many gallons? Three minutes. Drink? Yeah, three, three minutes. minutes uh, after a long, dusty walk in the desert, they come up to a watering yeah. hole. What's well, is answer? it a fake watering hole? Is it a real no, watering hole? No, it's an oasis. This, this is a real oasis. Or is it an it's oasis? It's yeah. old watering hole. Okay. And Art, you go first. Three minutes? Yeah. 150. Whoa. I, I don't know. If the, I have no idea. What that, that is gnarly, <laughs> dude. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to say, um, I mean, it has to be pretty impressive if Three you're saying minutes. this. But... I think I I think I think a gallon a minute would probably be pretty impressive, dude. So so let's just step it up a little <laughs> three. bit. Let's Heart just, says one fifty. Let's just step it three. up a little bit and say five gallons. Five gallons. Oh my god. Art, do you have anything to say for yourself? Well, what, 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 right, is, you is, always do is fifty little. the right answer, is that what? <laughs> fifty three <laughs> gallons is the oh, right there answer. You go. That's crazy. 53. Yep. So, well, you know what would be crazy is 150. That, that would, would be crazy. crazy. That's yeah. a super camel right there. <laughs> it's a C5 galaxy of camels? Yeah, yeah. Or more of a... So it's 16 full of water. Antonov Dude, 16 and a half gallons a minute? How the fuck is that possible? Just gurping, yeah. Lane. Dude, I, gurping. I cannot. I literally... I couldn't drink like... Like you, you can't drink a two liter empty, in a minute, dude. You couldn't empty sixteen no, gallons. No, exactly. In a minute. I could, if I had a but yeah, exactly. Yeah, fifty three gallons of water in three minutes. There, dude. I mean, what do they got going on there? They, they like <laughs> humps. Uh, Lovely lady humps. Lane, we all know. Yeah, they're Where oh, do they well, store all I that. Think, check dude. them out. I think there's pumps to the hump, right? Like they have some way to uh, pump that. Pumps. Yeah, they just pump that shit in there somehow. We have to look oh, at they have a transfer hump. We, le- we need to look at or... their uh, throat mechanism there for the. Uh, I mean, dude, if you look, look at, I think Art was almost 
I mean, I not technically, but Art was like closer to me, Art, really. Art when was you thinking think about it, like he was like further. It was only he's only three times off. I was like, how many times <laughs> off, right? Like, um, I, I was f- ten times off. He was only three times off. So Art, I mean, you know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. I mean, he's still an idiot, minutes. and that's a stupid right. guess. But, you know what's you know. gnarly? But is imagine that... you had a bathtub full of water, and a camel came up on it. They would just drink the whole thing. So it's yeah, crazy. I mean, that's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. What's a typical bathtub's? Uh, is it like um, sixty gallons or something like that? Probably. I don't know. God, that sounds right. I was li- I was less. thinking an aquarium. Like we have a twenty gallon fish aquarium, and like just how long it takes to empty that out manually, right? Like when I like or or take yeah. like twenty five percent out to like refresh the water and everything. It's like, yeah, they must just uh, when they get to water, it's like we don't know when we're gonna see water again. Yeah. You drink all of it, just Adaptation, get as much man. of it. Evolution. I mean, dude, that makes sense that they can they can hold that much, I guess. But I wouldn't think they could gurp it that fast, dude. <laughs> So a yeah. typical bathtub it says holds forty two gallons. Yeah, that's that sounds, that's, that's sounds like insane. That's dude. to the brim too. That's never you're never filling it that high. I think it's probably I don't know. I doubt it. I I wonder if it's to the brim really or if it's to the to the to the point where drain hole. the drain hole. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but that's not really. I know, dude. So I can drink a bathtub in fucking two and a half minutes. Fuck, man. Those guys got <laughs> skills. All right, um, that's your trivia. It's more trivia. impressive than those birds, the, the soaring, soaring birds. Oh yeah, the oh they don't flap their wings for an hour. Yeah, yeah. As I think this is more impressive. I'm with you because you kind of, I mean, that has to do with wind and the birds yeah, not doing. You can all see that. it could like just that could that makes sense, right? But I don't yeah. understand how you could like without like even a fucking vacuum would have a hard time <laughs> pulling up that much in in two and a half minutes or three minutes, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a top fuel dragster fuel pump. Look that up on YouTube if you've never seen that. It is unbelievable. Fire hose oh, is that, essentially that. what's going on there. Crazy. All right, that's a All that's right. a podcast. Sweet. All right, Later. stay safe out there. See ya. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.